I want to sleep. That's the only thing I truly desire. Ugh, don't you hate it when your sleep gets interrupted in the middle of the night? And I know I'm not the only one with this issue. Usually, pessimistic and anxious thoughts tend to overflow your muddled brain around 3am, but surprisingly are non-existent during the day, making this thought process to be irrelevant and unproductive. So in this episode, we're going to be exploring why we're awoken at 3am and or awake on this ungodly hour. Remember guys, all information was gathered from various sources for educational purposes. I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins. So like I said before, I hate waking up at 3am. And no, it's not because there's a spirit or demon there to haunt you. Or maybe there is, but that's a whole different topic that isn't being touched today. But there are actually various reasons for consistently waking up at 3am that your body is probably giving you a heads up about. One reason you may be waking up is that you probably have low blood sugar. Low blood sugar sends a message to your body that you have run out of fuel. Therefore, the body will produce cortisol to jumpstart the metabolic process, make you hungry, and wake you up to eat. Also, according to Chinese medicine, the hours between 1 to 3 a.m. is the time for the liver to carry out its essential functions in the body. When you wake up at the same time every night, it may mean that your liver is having trouble unloading from the overconsumption of alcohol or junk foods. Another reason is that stress might be the cause of waking up. Not surprisingly, there is evidence that the pandemic is a sleep disturbing stressor. So if you're experiencing 3am wakings at the moment, you're definitely not alone. Stress also impacts your sleep by causing insomnia. For those of you that don't know what it is, insomnia, also known as sleeplessness, is a sleep disorder in which people have trouble sleeping. The concerns that invade the mind about being awake when one should be asleep can cause a person to jolt themselves into anxious wakefulness whenever they go through a light sleep phase. If that sounds like you, be aware that insomnia responds well to psychological treatment with cognitive behavioral therapy. This can also cause a strong link between sleep and depression. So it's important that you speak to your doctor if you have any concerns about your sleep. A cognitive therapist once joked that the only good thing about waking up at 3am is that it gives us all a vivid example of catastrophizing. Well, during this time in the sleep cycle, we are at our lowest point physically and mentally. From nature's point of view, this is meant to be a time of physical and emotional recovery. So it's understandable that our internal resources are low. But we also lack other resources in the middle of the night, like social connection, cultural assets, all coping skills of an adult that are not available right now. Without any of our human abilities, we are left alone in the dark with our thoughts. So the mind is partly right when it concludes that the problem it has generated are unsolved. And I mean, at 3am, most problems would literally be. Once the sun's up, we're listening to the radio or watching the latest news, drinking that nice hot cup of coffee or chugging down that bowl of cereal and possibly looking frantically for our keys, pushing all our 3am problems at the back of our mind. The truth is, our mind isn't really looking for a solution at 3am. We might think we are problem solving by mentally working over issues at this hour, but this isn't really problem solving, it's problem solving's evil twin, worry. Worry is identifying a problem, ruminating about the worst possible outcome, and neglecting the resources we would bring to bear should the non-preferred outcome actually occur. 
Therefore, in the quiet dark, it's also easy to slide unknowingly into a state of extreme egocentricity. Circling around the concept I, we can guarantee painful backward-looking feelings like guilt or regret, or turn our tired thoughts to the always uncertain future generating baseless fears. Now be aware that almost every time sleep disorders occur, it goes hand in hand with health problems so it's important that you know your body. Therefore, people suffering from depression or anxiety may have interrupted sleep due to bad dreams or feeling restless and agitated. Oftentimes, upon going to bed, they toss and turn for an hour or more worrying about various things and then wake up at 3 a.m. in a panic unable to get back to sleep. Many times, anxiety becomes exaggerated at night due to relative isolation, dark, and lack of distractions. This typically happens roughly 5 hours into your sleep. For the first 5 hours, you're in a rapid eye movement sleep, also known as REM deep sleep, and then you cycle into light sleep, during which it becomes easier to be awoken. Therefore, if you go to sleep around 10pm every night, around 3am, your sleep is much lighter and it is easier to be woken up. And hey, there are several reasons why someone may need to go to the bathroom at night. It could be from an enlarged prostate to pre-diabetes or excessive fluid intake, just to name a few. Even if you've just had too much water before bed, wake up in the middle of the night to use a restroom is very common. Now, it is possible that an underlying health issue is causing you to wake up. For example, sleep apnea or pain in the joints or muscles or irregularities in hormones can intensify sleep difficulties. Another example can be that menopausal women have fluctuating hormone levels which cause night sweats and hot flashes which can wake the brain during sleep. In addition, lower levels of progesterone make some women irritable and less able to relax. Although very common, it's not normal to be unable to sleep through the night on a regular basis. Although many people wake up two to three times over the course of the night as they cycle through different phases of sleep and may need to get more comfortable or go to the bathroom, staying up for hours and getting way too little quality sleep is not normal and very unhealthy. Usually, interrupted sleep is a signal from your body that something is wrong and requires you to make changes to your lifestyle or seek medical attention. Usually, by making some changes, people are able to improve their sleep significantly, resulting in more energy and feeling better overall during the day. Here are some tips which I hope you find useful in helping you fall back to sleep. Number 1. Be attentive to your body. If you feel hungry, eat a nutritious snack. Pick one that is easy to digest and not something heavy or spicy. You don't want to have nightmares about chili tacos taking over the world. Although, that doesn't sound too bad. Number 2. Practice deep breathing. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but learning breathing exercises is great to get not only any anxiety down, but also calm your heart. It helps just laying down on your bed, closing your eyes, and just focusing on breathing in and out slowly. Number three, don't watch the clock. Come on, it's self-explanatory. That's like torturing yourself. Number four, Try progressive muscle relaxation techniques. Number five, keep electronics off. I admit, I'm guilty as charged when it comes to keeping my phone or laptop on at ungodly hours in the night. Sometimes I catch myself at two in the morning still up on a work day. Number six, 
Keeping your bedroom cool. Cooler temperatures are better for sleep. Also, some people find it helpful to turn on a fan. Number seven, use lavender essential oils. Rub a few drops of lavender oil on your temples or wrists. Use a diffuser or an inhaler. Lavender can help you relax further and fall asleep faster. Number eight, keep a regular sleep schedule. Going to sleep and waking up at the same time every night can help regulate your circadian rhythms. Number nine, wind down before bed. That means you should take a relaxing bath with Epsom salt and a few drops of essential oils. Number 10, read a book. I think for me, this might take an opposite effect if the book is way too intense. So don't read too intensive books. Read biology or something boring. Number 11, avoid caffeine after 12 p.m. and avoid alcohol right before bedtime. Number 12, get at least two hours of sunlight during the day while getting plenty of exercise like walking, swimming, and jogging, which are especially effective. If I'm still caught in a negative thinking after 15 or 20 minutes, I try to follow the advice using the cognitive behavioral therapy by getting up, turning on dim lights, and reading. But if none of these actions still don't work, then try prayer. I know for sure that will definitely help you slow your mind to one thought process, making you focus on what you will say from your heart. And for sure, once you finish, you'll feel light enough to go back to sleep. This episode on shots of endorphins was produced by me, Joyce Grace, and a shout out to my research team. Heads up, Shots of Endorphins has its very own website now, so you can visit the site and listen to the podcast at shotsofendorphins.com. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Instagram by searching up Shots of Endorphins or subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming services you're listening to. And when you do, don't forget to shoot me a greeting. It's nice to meet new people. As always... Thanks for listening, and don't forget to smile!